know what it takes to move good to great? Are you almost where you need to be but not quite there yet? Find your way to success today. Welcome to the James Stentley Show with Dr. James Stentley. We've got the tips and guidance you need to propel your success to the next level. Now, here's your host, Dr. James Stentley. Welcome back. Wow, seems like I haven't been here forever. I'd like to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to each and every one of you. This is James Dentley, and welcome back to the show. Wow, I feel like I've been gone for a long, long time. Well, first of all, I want to let you guys know I do miss you, but I pray that you had an incredible Christmas and, and, and New Year's season. Uh, I know our country is going a little crazy, but you know, in the midst of calamity, there's always great opportunity for us to always form a more perfect union. Welcome to the James Dentley Show. And remember here, we don't think outside of the box because in our world, there is no box. Well, uh, things are pretty exciting. You know, we're getting ready to launch JD3 TV. Uh, we know for a fact we'll be up uh, before February. And we have an, in, an incredible lineup of just incredible shows is going to inform you, to entertain you, to uh, inspire you, to go out there and live your best life. Well, I'll tell you guys, uh, today I have a very special guest. And I wanted to kick off the year with this young lady because, you know, when you have somebody whose name is Dr. Money and known as Dr. Money around the world, uh, you definitely want to start off with that. But it's not just the, the money from a financial standpoint, from the riches that she offers, from her heart, just the way that you think, the values that you live by. She's an incredible, incredible human being. And she's our guest today. And she's going to be talking about the nine P's to profit. Dr. Audrey has trained thousands, I mean, thousands of entrepreneurs all over the world. Uh, through professional training platforms. And she's actually a professor at several colleges throughout the state of California and when it comes to the fashion, design, and marketing, but in business as well. Uh, this young lady has done some incredible things, has offices throughout the entire country right now. And you know what? It goes, I can talk so much about her. If I wrote a resume down, I tell you, I run out of paper and be on a scroll. So I have the pleasure to introduce this young lady. And we're going to be talking today about getting clarity in your life and your business and the nine P's to profit. Dr. Money, welcome to the show, Dr. Stephanie Audrey. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. James. So glad to join you. Hey, kicking off 2021 with fire. That's right. That's right. When we first met, I told you my youngest sister's name is Stephanie. So I've got this little spot in my heart for the Stephanies. That's the one that saved me from uh, getting destroyed as I was kept sneaking out the house when I was on punishment. So. See, that's good. We hold the right spot. That's right. I love it. Yes. Amen. Amen. So first of all, tell us, how was your holiday weekend? The holidays were nice. It, it This year, I really need to slow down. I had been running at, you know, a fast pace, as we often do, and so much happening in the world that I wasn't even taking time to really process everything. So I slowed it down real slow so that I could refresh and then so that I could accurately share with people this idea of recasting your financial future, you know, recasting your plan, you know, getting still and setting up a new opportunity for yourself. Wow. 
I love it. I can't wait to get it. Look, we got so much to talk about. I'm going to turn it over to you and let you go through your nine P's of profit or frame it in the way you would do, because I want people to work with you because number one, you get it done, but just the way that you truly care about your work, the integrity you have behind it. But I'll tell you folks, uh, when you hear from this young lady, I mean, she's got a multi-billion dollar portfolio of commercial real estate development, luxury, I mean, everything, soup to nuts. This woman has some of the top clients from major Fortune 500 companies right now. You're studying right now for your Juris Law degree. You already hold a doctorate degree in business administration. I mean, you're one of the smartest people, but yet the most down. You know what else? Six Sigma. You're black belt certified with Six Sigma. And yes. folks, you don't know what that is. That is the elite status, the highest status of when it comes to business development, coaching, training, and processes and platforms that you're going to find in the entire planet. So I'm going to turn it over to you. Sit back. I'm going to take some notes while you're talking. Look, you got to take some take notes while she's talking. Dr. Audrey, tell us what you have to share with us today. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you the backup of how the nine piece to profit emerged. So. One of the things that happen, and a lot of times what people do when they look at my background, they think, oh my goodness, you've been doing everything. But I tell people that it's so important to focus because I believe that in order to be a master in whatever you do, you need to be able to laser focus and commit yourself to what we say that minimum of 10,000 hours. So my career has covered a couple different industries, but not simultaneously. So I started off in advertising and marketing communications, and that was where I worked with a number of Fortune 500 organizations and built the Ardry Group. And so in that role, I was a strategist. But what was interesting is when I was in the uh, fashion Institute, when I was in school, I was already an entrepreneur. And what I noticed was it was important to figure out what would trigger sales at the cash register. Mm -hmm. So when we think about these strategies, if you can't contribute sales at the cash register, then they don't work, right? So I kind of begin with that objective in mind. And I carried that into different business sectors. So I stayed in advertising until I was 30. And then I reinvented myself and went into real estate development. So went to USC, came out of this accelerated program and started all over as a real estate developer. But the objective was because when I was in advertising, I was consulting to mayors. I was one of the young entrepreneurs that was giving advice to the National Conference of Black Mayors. And I would be invited in to talk about economic development. And as a young person, I had this view of entrepreneurial development. So taking advantage of excess resources that are often held by organizations Mm -hmm. and using those resources to foster the next level of entrepreneurial development. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's an interesting thing, James, that we're in that same situation right now. Corporations are begging for innovators. And oftentimes those innovators are within their organization or one step removed, but just lacking access to the resources. So I figured if we brought the resources together with the creative minds who, as you said, are not in a box, then we could spark new innovations. And so there was a big civil unrest in Los Angeles I was kind of looking to transition a bit out of the advertising. And it was then that I was asked to do a training because minority businesses were having difficulty with 
being successful with SBA guaranteeing and helping to capitalize their businesses. And so that's where I started with saying, let me bring this training. And I trained three to 5,000 businesses during that period, right before I started at USC. So that was kind of the foundation of where this came from. Mm -hmm. Wow. Go ahead. Don't keep going. (laughs) From there, what happened was uh, later when the uh, Great Recession occurred, it was one of my colleagues, she had worked with Les Brown and George Frazier, and she was like, Stephanie, you're still a best kept secret. I want you to get back out on the stage. So I wrote this book, Show Me the Money, The Nine Piece to Profit, and I took the nuggets from that prior training because I knew it would be effective and began to, you know, rebirth this whole training platform. And so this is really the first time that it's consumer facing where anybody can go and take it. So I'm so excited. And basically those nine P's, you know, it's built on the traditional four P's of marketing. And then I add some additional P's. So I talk about, you know, purpose, which I believe allows you to develop the vision and mission statement for your organization. We address the product. You know, sometimes people are pushing a product where there's not necessarily market demand or the product has become a little bit obsolete. So we might need to reinvent the product. We might need to look at the market, you know, through a new lens. Through this COVID pandemic, Mm -hmm. my urgency to a lot of the entrepreneurs in particular sectors were to look at your virtual platform, you know, for physicians. Had you thought about telemedicine? You know, I have been pushing that envelope for the last 10 to 15 years, but finally the market opportunity presented itself. So, hey, do you have this ability to do telemedicine? You know, what would that look like in your practice? And how do you incorporate that going forward? Because this is not going to change. You're going to need to have a telemedicine part of your practice. You know, it was my premise that we would hit the market in such a way where physicians would not be selected just based on a medical plan, but they would be selected based on their specialty. And that people would select, a phys- if you're the best hip replacement surgeon, then I can come and pay and stay and have you cure me, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's really the idea of saying, wait a second, business, the business that you did to get you to this point, mm-hmm. you might need to pivot a bit in order to get you to the next point. So let's evaluate what the market is dictating. And that informs then the place, right? Are you going to have a brick and mortar location or will it be a combination of brick and mortar and virtual? Yes, it should be both. And so how do you make that happen? And then who are the people on your team? You know, we often talk about how we grow and scale an organization. But if you don't have the right team members Mm -hmm. that are part of your organization, a lot of times you'll find that there's limits. And so you do need to refresh the team, bring in new ideas. You know, a lot of times I'll come into an organization long enough to solve a problem and then empower the team to continue to execute. So I have this idea that I want to come in and solve the problem, get the business growing, but I don't want you to feel that you need me every day. I want your team to be empowered to execute your business plan. And the next time you hit a horizon and you're looking for how do we get to next, call me back. I'll come back then. (laughs) But my goal is to empower you. You know, I want to give you everything you need to win. I don't want to make you feel like I'm a liability and you always need me there for you to win. No, I want everybody to win. And then just really understanding your market position, because a lot of times people 
enter a business space and they don't realize that the position that they're occupying, perhaps they need to shift again Mm. and understand, are there new entrants into the marketplace, right? Oftentimes Mm. people sort of ignore competition, but we can't ignore competition. And we have to recognize, and then even today, it seems that we have environments where in the beginning when we would develop strategies, you would sort of look at your competitors in your immediate industry. But no longer is that the case because customers don't sit here and go, oh, this is my bank. Oh, that's Starbucks. Oh, that's whatever. (laughs) Customers relate to you based on experience. So if I'm a customer and I just left Mm -hmm. Starbucks and I had an amazing experience and I walk down the street and walk into my bank, I'm not thinking that, oh, this is my bank and the experience should be substandard. No, I'm walking in going, Starbucks delivered amazing. Mr. Banker deliver amazing, right? Mm -hmm. That's my expectation. And so I think as entrepreneurs, I've heard upstart growing entrepreneurs say, well, I don't have the same resources as Starbucks. That's not acceptable. You have to find ways to figure out how you can deliver on a value proposition that meets the expectation of your customer, irrespective of the industry that you're occupying. And so that means that it's important to kind of have that awareness. You know, what are my customers expecting? Because maybe their expectations have changed. And so then that feeds into, you know, what are the promotions? What are the messages? What am I promising as my value proposition? And then next, performance. Am I really performing at these levels that I'm promising? And then that also informs things like my pricing. And the most important of all of these, when we work along this value chain process, can we do so profitably? You know, a lot of times people put the profits as an afterthought. I'm saying, no, let's understand what it takes to get to a profitable organization from the beginning. So we make sure that that's what we accomplished on the tail end. So the way that I've designed this program is that it really is a 10-week training. Mm -hmm. Everyone is going to go from their initial idea and be able to come out with a solid strategic plan that addresses their capital requirements, their capacity, and their customers. And so with you and your help and your team and the exposure, you know, we can we can bless a lot of entrepreneurs. Yes. 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 You know, I deem 2021 is a year of prosperity, possibility and promise uh, to really go out there, take your dreams now and make them a reality because disruption is right there for everybody because the world has shifted the way we do things. And, And when we decide to move slowly, the world will move faster to get us to where it, that we need to be, where we should be. So that's pretty cool. Now, I want to make sure I want to recap this because I missed the P, I think. I got purpose. I got your products, place, position, promotion, performance, promise, and profit. Okay. So they are purpose, product, place, mm-hmm. people. People. There you go. Position, promotion, performance, price, and profit. Oh, price. Okay. Love it. I love it. I was taking, I love to take notes. And even though I can replay this over and over, I like to take notes because you activate 
different parts of your mind and your and the way you think and process things in your spirit. Now we're gonna go a little deeper in this, and I got I want to open it up for you to share. We got about another minute or so before commercial. I, I love books. I noticed behind you you have a fully stocked library behind you. And you know, it's interesting when I go to anyone's home or even on a virtual world, I always see a library and uh, but I also see a big screen television. But when I was growing up, uh, to all my friends and none of us had money, we didn't have a library. We had the television. We wanted to be entertained. And I asked the question, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Did the library come first? And, had, and in, in other words, did the library help create the lifestyle? Or did you just throw the books in there and the, and the thing was the TV, the things, uh, the, the, the sparkle things that you want? So we come back, I want to go talk a little bit more about, about that, about values. And I want to deep sea dive more to your program, what you're offering, because I want people in our community to work with you, to know you. Uh, I believe in you. I trust you. I'm honored the fact that you're in our show. And I want people to know more about your resume and your background. My God, I mean, it's really stellar. So you've made a lot of people proud. And you're also the founder and CEO of the Blue Diamond Group, right? Yes. So you got the Blue Diamond. How many corporations do you have? Now, believe it or not, Blue Diamond Group, we started about, I think, about six or seven years ago, uh-huh. but also because of the pandemic, I've begun a little bit of a pivot. So I've got a whole new corporation that is going to kind of emerge and take over uh-huh. because part of the Blue Diamond Group was to allow me to do some of the real estate development mm-hmm. projects and trying yeah. to source those projects. But yeah. I have new information to share with you. Oh, <laughs> Hasn't wow. been on the resume yet. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And on the other side, we're going to talk a lot more with Dr. Stephanie Audrey. And we're going to talk about already always amazing. I want you to please get behind us with this incredible nonprofit serving children, veterans, and seniors. We'll be right back on the other side. Mission is to serve as a catalyst to provide education, training, economic development, and to build the capacity of our most vulnerable and underserved communities, children, seniors, and veterans. Dr. Dentley and his wife, Dr. Kara Scott Dentley, co-founder of Already Always Amazing, believe it is our duty to give back and help children achieve sustainable self-sufficiency. Already Always Amazing provides support to organizations that serve our veterans so veterans can continue to make a major impact in this world. Already Always Amazing, providing vital resources and education to individuals and organizations that are committed to doing good. Dr. James Denley is a world-renowned speaker, author, business sculptor, and philanthropist. He and his team of experts of excellence are committed to shine the spotlight on real people with real stories, real voices, one real at a time. This show demonstrates the power of the human potential to overcome, create, serve, and succeed. Welcome to The James Denley Show. Welcome back. We're here with the incredible Dr. Stephanie Audrey, a.k.a. Dr. Money, author of Show Me the Money, the Nine P's to Profit. Dr. Money, uh, you just share with us and broke down the nine P's to profit. What else can you share with us and how we can 
evolve and disrupt our old patterns to to go in a, a space of innovation to be prepared to take on this new world that uh, we've been blessed to have in front of us. And so a lot of times, thanks for that opportunity to answer that question, is sometimes we keep doing what we've been doing. And I think that oftentimes as entrepreneurs, you can get so caught up in the details of running your business day to day that you lack the space to take a step away and look at your business from afar. And also sometimes we have to recognize that as the entrepreneur, we have a vision, but we also can't see the forest for the trees. Like it's too close to us, right? And so you want to get, so that's a reason that I love to travel and I'll, you know, take a quick flight because of something about, I'll say the altitude change does something to my brain, to my psyche and allows me to see my business from a different lens. And that's really what happened this year with COVID, I got an opportunity to assist small businesses with their capital needs. You know, the SBA and the government created two programs meant to try to keep businesses afloat. One being the IDA loan, the other one being the PPP, the Payment Protection Program. The IDA was the Economic EPAP Disaster Loan. And so I was able to assist a number of entrepreneurs with successfully securing those funds for their businesses. And that gave me a lot of joy, right? Because I knew it was a critical time for those entrepreneurs. But at the same time, I felt a little bit exhausted, you know, after going through this, trying to get everybody's stuff done in the deadline. And so I had an opportunity to go to Jamaica and I ended up extending that trip such that I was there for about three months. (laughs) People were going, she's not coming back. (laughs) And, you know, we tried to do a couple shows with me and the timing and the internet and the hurricane. I mean, it was like, wow, wow, Wes. But what happened was that I really gave myself an opportunity to ground and reconnect. And one of my pet projects, which is really interesting, is When I was 14, I happened to be out with my father and there was this building that had become vacant in Oakland. I'm originally from the San Francisco Bay Area. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I had this idea. I was telling my dad that this space would be great for a wellness spa. I don't know why I knew about a wellness spa at 14, but I was like, I wanted to do this wellness spa. (laughs) So Over the years, I had made a few different attempts to see if I could bring the wellness spa to market. And each time it was kind of be like almost, but not quite. Well, the brand new company that literally we are still filing and getting set up is 420 Wellness Global. And I, while in Jamaica, came up in a situation where I've got about six or seven different locations already in our portfolio. I was able to meet a holistic physician who literally specialized and had already started the process of putting together wellness spas. Mm. And so now we have the opportunity to be together and to build these wellness spas all over the world, which means that because two things that I noticed in the last few years, more and more women are becoming entrepreneurs. 
And I love that because in the beginning, I was kind of weird is what they said, you know, that I wanted to be this big. At nine years old, I told my mother I was going to be an international business tycoon after getting caught making fake credit cards. And she was trying to understand that. Help me understand. <laughs> What's in that mind? Why would you be making fake credit cards? And so I had to explain myself fast. Yeah. <laughs> to keep from getting in trouble because I had cut up her photo album refills to cover my cards. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I was in trouble. Yeah. And so <laughs> to come up with this idea of, yeah, I'm going to do this, right? And so this idea is as women are entering the space, the sad part is that now we're facing the same medical ailments, heart attacks, stroke, all the stress-related adrenal stress, you know, all of these issues. And so I thought, what about being able to create a place where you can not only keep your wealth, but you can keep your health? How about you don't have to get sick in the process of being wealthy? How about you do both? <laughs> That's a thought. And so that's what we're doing. And so we yeah. have Jamaica, we mm-hmm. have South, East, and West mm-hmm. Africa. Okay. So I'm going to have, you know, 420 Wellness in the, on the continent. So it's just an exciting time. That is so, so cool. Oh, I love Jamaica. So I do love Jamaica. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, the wellness center now is the wellness center. It's not open yet, is it? You're you're just open. The first one will be ready in March. In March, okay, great. Yeah. Now, where in Jamaica? Where in Jamaica is it? So that one is going to be in Port Antonio. Port, okay. And then after Port Antonio, we'll move into St. Thomas area. Okay. And then we have Mobe. We have mm-hmm. so literally, we will have locations all over the island. Oh, that's going to be beautiful. Exactly. Wow. That gives us a place I, I feel a little bit more relaxed just talking to you. Exactly. You. And we'll have you come and speak and do your training and film some of your episodes of your show from yeah, what absolutely. our various locations. Absolutely. Well, now I got to get a saltwater boat because I'm, I'm buying a yacht for the TV network. But it was going to be for late. But I think I'll go get a saltwater boat. I have exactly. for you. <laughs> we have to go on this journey. Amen. Amen. Now, you, you mentioned a couple of things that uh, we're really focusing on, and that is uh, uh, so many women entrepreneurs. Um, women now are just elevating. You know, Kamala Harris is our vice president, yes. um, uh, vice president elect, but eh, 12 more days. And on top of that, just women are just really moving quickly. And, you know, for those people who may have forgotten or didn't know that women really start coming in their own uh, during the war. When every when all the men were gone and there was nobody to make factories and nobody can. And then women said, oh, we're not just to make house. We can go do some stuff. And when the men came back, they, they didn't. They, the, the, the bread went as well. The women, you know, and it never really stopped. And then as, as time went on and laws were changed. Uh, then it became uh, women of color. It really evolved, it really evolved. But, you know, when you, when, as a woman, a woman has so many other responsibilities. Her perspective, John Gray, like he said, men are from Mars and women from Venus. But I don't know where you are from, but how do you do all this stuff as a woman? So what would you say to inspire women? You have a dream, you have a vision, but or you know you need to do something. Maybe you don't have the dream yet. But how do you begin? Where do you go? How can somebody get the information that you know to be able to make their dream a reality? That is such an excellent question. And it's so amazing because I had an opportunity as I was teaching the businesses 
uh, in the city of Los Angeles and Inglewood mm -hmm. around how to set up their companies and be mm -hmm. successful in securing capital. At that time, I was also tapped by the city of Compton at the time, the economic development director there. And I created a special program that was just like what you're saying. How does one, they wanted to inspire in particular single moms to look at creating initially a home-based business. Mm -hmm. And so to get that part started. And so I created a series called Entrepreneurial Thinking. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to relaunch that series as well. That's why I went ahead and said, you know, it's time for me to do the media company yeah and give people an opportunity to access all of the content that I've created over the yeah. years. I have tons of content. I just hadn't made that content available on all of these new platforms. So that's yeah. my work at this point. But yeah. what it's about is I like for people to do a personal assessment. First, understand who and what you are about. What makes you happy? Not the job that you occupy. Mm -hmm. What is it that you bring to any environment? And so there were two things that I noticed that three things, really, that every environment that I entered, mm -hmm. I came in studious. I'm always excited about learning. So I've been studious all of my life. I, I, my grandmother, I grew up in an environment where we had a rich library. So you would come to our house and we didn't have the big TV. We had the books. Yeah. So I've been investing and was invested in books all of my life. Yeah. Uh, and for fun, we had a set of, of law books that I used to read just for fun. But then I later discovered that part of why I was so drawn to the books was my dad's mom was one of the first black women attorneys in the state of California. Mm -hmm. But because it was so difficult for her period, she stopped practicing. So I only knew of her as a teacher. Yeah. Yet all this legal stuff has followed me throughout my life. So it's, like, so it's understanding yeah. who you are and what makes you tick. Mm -hmm. But then understanding what do you believe is missing in your day-to-day -day in the environment? Because what I see too often is an entrepreneur says, well, I worked in this job for X corporation, so I'm going to create my business doing that job. Yeah. And that creates a problem because it doesn't mean that there is a market demand for that job. What you need yeah. to understand yeah. is what does the market need? What are the problems? Mm -hmm. Make a list of what you see in your day-to-day -day that's a problem. And then determine if there's other people that agree that that's a problem. And if there's other people who are willing to pay for a solution to that problem. Yeah. And can you craft a solution that you can deliver in a way that's profitable? Now right. we begin to say that we have the foundation of creating a business. But we have to consider all of those things because if we do it without considering those things. Then we find ourselves in that bucket where we're trying to force an opportunity on a market. And that's a very difficult process. And that's why there's such a huge failure rate. There's a high failure rate in business, but it's because that process, I think a lot of times is out of sequence. It's out of the proper sequence. Wow. Wow. So, okay. Make a list. Uh, the challenge is the needs, you know, to become successful in business, you solve a problem or you fill a need. So look around. And you, you, you know, I tell you, I have one of my mentors. Um, he was one of the co-founders of Priceline.com. And uh, he says every now and then he taught us this culture. Um, we get together and we act like we're five year olds and we question everything. 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 Question and make a list because a lot of people wonder, well, how do I get into that space? 
to be able to see things because we get so, so locked in. You have, now you work with corporations, you've done it for companies and, and taught the companies how to get more customers and be more effective with their people and their culture. So now you're actually doing it for regular people like you and I, right? Yes. Yeah, so tell us about the program. What do you do? Tell us about your programs and you know outcomes and things like that. Yeah. So one of the great lessons that I had an opportunity to learn was in developing the program for the entrepreneurs was okay. a lot of times what people felt was a certain fear about this idea of business planning, how to mm. put together a business plan and how to kind of bring your plans to life, right? Yeah. People have a lot of ideas, but what they don't understand is it's not the idea it's can you execute the idea? And so when they come to investors, you know, they're like, well, I got this idea. I got an investor saying, no, can you execute and can you make money and can you pay me my money back with the profit, right? A return <laughs> on my investment. That's what I want to know. Yeah. I don't care about the product. Can you deliver something? Yes. So what I find is just that under, you know, that purity and that understanding and being able to really unpack an opportunity but to understand, is it feasible? So that's the very first thing that we do in that first purpose, kind of understanding the vision, because depending upon the type of business that you believe you want to create, some people want to create a lifestyle business. And there's nothing wrong with a lifestyle business, but those are the businesses where maybe I'm a physician and I had to earn a license and I need to be licensed to practice as a physician. So I can't easily pass that on to my kid unless they become a physician, right? Yeah. So that no problem, but it just means that I'm going to finance mm-hmm. a lifestyle business different than I'm going to finance a tech company that I maybe be able to scale and take public, right? So it's just understanding in the beginning, that's what that very first P is about, is we really do a deeper dive in understanding not only you as an individual, but what's your ideal vision of how do you see your business impacting your life? Is it just that you're going to exit and then that's going to funnel resources into your retirement plan and then you're going to go out and be on the island for the rest? And, you know, or is it something that you want family members to take on? And what does that business need to look like and feel like in order for that to be successful so it could be sustainable? You know, so those types of unpacking that foundation. Yeah. I mean, this is great, great, amazing content, great conversation. You know, it brought to mind that ideas are always welcome, but execution is worshipped. Oh, my goodness. The execution, because when we go to execute, that's Mm -hmm. when we really realize all the various challenges. You know, I think about that. I I started a brokerage company, not because I really wanted to be a broker, but it was Mm -hmm. because that's all I had in my back pocket at the time. You know, transitioning back out of being an executive and I needed some way to get control of my time again. Mm -hmm. But I discovered that that is one of the a commercial brokerage is a very difficult business to finance. So I realized as I got into it that, oh, yeah, I knew that I didn't want to run this business long term because of this particular impediment. But the brokerage was meant to support my development company because as I developed, then my sales team could work under my license. So that was you know, what my intention was. Instead, I ended up executing these commercial transactions. Well, you know, I always say that the Almighty has a way of blessing you, even sometimes when you feel like you're taking a step back or you have a misstep. The blessing was the Almighty gave me a whole new community of these small businesses, which is why now I want this training for them because I see their pain points. 
And what I realized is that they recognized that I brought something new. I was not just a commercial brokerage Mm -hmm. firm. You know, we brought something different to the table. And so with that, now I have an opportunity to take these businesses on a journey. And my big, as you say, you know, that big audacious goal Mm -hmm. is to help entrepreneurs create generational wealth using their business real estate and insurance, because I see that if you combine those ingredients into what you want to accomplish, we can deliver sustainable outcomes for you and your family and your legacy. Yeah, that's so special. We got about less than a minute before we go to commercial and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about uh, how you can reach and work with Dr. Audrey. She has a a lot of her work and uh, access to some of our programs or on our platform, get the training.shop. But uh, if you want to take that assessment, you know, how do you get in touch with Dr. Money, uh, Dr. Money and, and learn how to get money as an issue out of your way? Because you know what? In the long term, we come back, we'll discuss this. I honestly believe that your success can be someone else's miracle. So don't make it all about money. Make your money matter. Yeah. We could do that and you have a lot of fun and you feel real good about it and you don't feel like you're chasing money. You feel like you're, you're, you're living in your purpose because you've been impacting the lives of other people through your example and your resources. So we're going to come back at, on the other side and we'll have a commercial talking about JD3TV, our, our incredible network, real people, real stories, one real at a time. And I also want to remind you guys, the Entrepreneurial Forum is every Thursday night, the E-Forum every Thursday night. So simply go to National Entrepreneur Forum. No, it's a national e-form. National e-form. National Nationaleforum.com. And register there. We'll be right back on the other side of this commercial with Dr. Money. We are live on the red carpet. We're having a great time. Amazing. What a fabulous crowd tonight. It's moving. It's going to be a changer for all. Amazing. Fantastic. It's been a long time coming. For sure. Dr. James Dentley is a world-renowned speaker, author, business sculptor, and philanthropist. He and his team of experts of excellence are committed to shine the spotlight on real people with real stories, real voices, one real at a time. This show demonstrates the power of the human potential to overcome, create, serve, and succeed. Welcome to The James Dentley Show. Welcome back. This is James Dentley. I'm here with Dr. Stephanie Audrey and Dr. Money all together. Woo. We're excited. We're going to put on the lower third how you can get in contact with Dr. Audrey by calling her directly, or you can go to gettotraining.shop. It's going to be on the lower third, and we want to just go into this conversation now and deep sea dive, man. We've been skiing around for a little bit. Talk, let's talk about some of the results people get when they work with you. Oh, my goodness. It was so great. So my son has been going around capturing the video 
Uh, and I'm so excited because we were able to get one of the testimonials from one of the businesses that, in fact, when I was doing the training, it was in, it ended up being hosted by the Urban League, the Los Angeles Urban League. And at that time, John Mack was the CEO of the Urban League. Well, I was so blessed and actually honored that his son, Tony Mack, became one of the students in the program. And at that time, Tony was negotiating to acquire Denny's franchise. Mm-hmm. And I remember some of the businesses felt like he was occupied because he was on the front row and he was doing all the negotiations with me. And I was able to have him shift his perspective on how he structured that deal. He will tell you that that change in structure wow. saved him. Yeah. And the beauty the beautiful part about that was that I had gotten the idea because I had had the opportunity to meet Jim Collins, who was the CEO of Sizzler. And he was opening up his team for, for real estate because I knew that I was trying to get on this real estate side in terms of development, but I was trying to find my path there. And one of the things that Jim had exposed me to was although they had the Sizzlers in the U.S., that he had franchise rights to like KFC and other mm-hmm. markets. Okay. And so when Tony came along and was negotiating his deal with Denny's, it was real important because Denny's wanted to finance the acquisition of the Denny's. And what I felt that would do is that that would limit him. What if the Denny's brand didn't work so well? You wanted to have your own financing and have the flexibility mm-hmm. to acquire a different brand based upon the market that you were entering. And he said that that one shift in his business model and his decision at that time saved him because he was able to diversify the brands that he had in his business. And turns out that the initial Denny's was not the best location. Mm. (coughs) Excuse me. Mm -hmm. So by being able to have a diversification Excuse me, I got something in my throat there. I get it. <laughs> By having that diversification, mm-hmm. he was able to save his business. And so, you know, that was great. And then there were like, I had a law firm when they first started the program. I think they, at most, they grossed about 250000 And they'd been in business for about five, six years. After finishing the program, they hit a million dollars for the first time wow. in you. revenues. And so that, and so we have kind of like story after story mm-hmm. of those types of outcomes. Yeah. And my intention was to empower each entrepreneur to understand how to do what I call the back of the napkin feasibility study, as well as doing a longer kind of strategic plan. But I challenged each entrepreneur to plan that. So, you know, we're doing, some of you are doing quarterly tax filing. So each quarter kind of check to make sure that you're on target with your objectives so that if you need to make any adjustments, you still have an opportunity to make those adjustments. But what I demystified was that business and strategic planning process. And I taught people quick ways to get information Mm -hmm. that they could turn around and utilize to make informed business decisions, because that's the part right there is being able to make informed business decisions Mm -hmm. quickly. Yeah. Wow. I hear that Six Sigma coming out. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. so what, what, in your opinion, um, would cause 
what causes uh, people to come up short when it comes to reaching their goal or what causes even companies to fail, in your opinion? What are the pain points? So a lot of times, I think there's two areas. One, many companies are undercapitalized. So they start off already behind the eight ball. But more importantly, what entrepreneurs tend to miss is they create a job Mm -hmm. before they create a business. And so that is a problem. See, I don't, I, I may go into business and in the beginning, I'm wearing the hats. But I put in my business plan money to hire real people in those jobs yeah. so I can fire me as soon as I secure the yeah. capital. Yes. And, 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 and so it doesn't matter if I can do it. I'm not supposed to do it. I'm creating a business mm-hmm. and a business needs a team of people. And right. so you need to build that into your plan. And see, that's why it's so important to understand that on the front end. Because what often happens is because people fail to think about the people that they need in their organization, then what they do is they make a mistake on their pricing strategies for whatever it is they're bringing to market. And so then they are already upside down when it comes to being profitable. Yeah. So then when they discover that, okay, they're underfunded and they need additional capital, one, they wait too late to go and look for the capital and it takes more time and energy and effort to get the capital than they anticipated. So now they're already, you know, it's like you're, you're being chased by a boulder. So the boulder is coming down the hill. You're trying to outrun the boulder and it's gaining momentum. It's going to run you over. It's going to run you over. Eventually. Oh, my goodness. And that's what happens. <laughs> that's what happens. Okay. Yeah. That looks like a Wally Coyote moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. All right, Dr. Stephanie, Audrey, uh, three keys to creating massive success. Well, i tell you this. Most people suffer from a poverty of imagination and a, uh, a weakness of attention. That means they, 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 they get stifled in this box. You know, we, what you live, you learn. You learn your practice, right? You're working every day. You're focused on what you do, and you miss the innovation that's all around you, okay? And then we can't focus on it. So what can you tell a person that says, hey, I, I get these ideas of what to do, but I just don't go do them? And so that comes back to the discipline. And what I always tell people is it's great that you have ideas and sometimes you have an idea, but it's not market ready. So if you want to do a clearing and especially this is a great time of year. So it's a tool actually from another application. If you were looking to write, there's a technique called writing morning pages. And so the idea is that you spend, you know, three minutes, five minutes, you put the pen on the paper and you just write, you do like a mental dump of everything that comes up. You don't take the pen off the paper and you just, it doesn't matter if none of the stuff makes sense. But what happens is after that five minutes, then the better ideas begin to surface. Mm-hmm. Now, I suggest that you put them in a journal. So you, I have a business plan journal where sometimes I have an idea and I'll do a quick, what is it? What do I think it takes? What, how do I think the market would respond? And then in my quick little feasibility analysis, if it doesn't look like that idea is right for right now, then I save it. And then I find the one that's right for right now. Yeah. Yeah. And then I get all in. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be over. So as I mentioned to you, you asked me, hey, what's happening? And I said, you know what? Blue Diamond Group is great, but I'm going to have to put Blue Diamond Group a little bit on a bit of a back burner because Mm -hmm. I want to launch 420 Wellness Global. 
And that requires some deliberate, focused energy. When I talk to an investor, I don't want them to say, oh, she's over here doing this. She's, no, it's like 420 Wellness, 420 Wellness, and 420 Wellness. And luckily, Dr. Money Live is just being able to have me tell the journey, you yeah. know, be able to tell the story as we're doing it. But mm-hmm. 420 Wellness becomes the meat and the, mm-hmm. you know, I'm eating it, sleeping it, drinking it. Yeah, yeah. To make it Ooh. successful. Get laser focus. Laser focus, yes. Okay. Are they called morning writing morning pages? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love that. I'm I'm gonna do that. I'm starting Absolutely. that tomorrow. Exactly. It's a good way to create that clearing and then just you know keep a journal. Don't even hold yourself responsible. Yeah. You have to execute everything. Mm-hmm. And through that you'll see the best things that are worth pursuing and executing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, because when you do that, um it's it's coming like it's like getting all the when you have these this brain dump, you may not know where the pieces go. It's like getting a puzzle. You got all these puzzle pieces and then you dump them out. And then you just, you just dump them out, and you, that means you got to begin. You put them out there with the intention of putting it together, and you have to you put the pieces over here, put them over here, separate it. This looks like it's grass. Looks like it might be the sky. Oh, there's some red. Put the red over there. Eventually, these pieces come together, and then you'll see your picture later. Absolutely. And then we also have to realize, you know, I always said mm-hmm. that I feel that the blessing in my life was that I was really clear from the Almighty at a very young age about my purpose. I saw it so clearly. You know, after my mother caught me with those credit cards, she asked me, what am I doing? What are you doing? And it was so interesting because at that moment, what I said was, mommy, I know what I'm going to be. And she's like, "Uh, what? And I said, I'm going to be an international business tycoon. But she did what she did next was the brilliance. And she said, tell me more. Uh, And at nine years old, I told my mother, I'm like, I see myself, I'm in the boardroom, I'm in a navy pinstripe suit. I'm leading, my whole team is watching the San Francisco Bay Bridge. You know, it's like I had all these details at nine years old and I was like, I'm gonna be a deal maker. Mm -hmm. And at that point, the then wealthiest person in the world was a Middle Eastern deal maker. Now, why I knew those facts at nine years old, I can't tell you, Mm -hmm. but I did it. And so for some reason, that was what people you know, got for me. And that, and that later became part of my reality. Yeah. And so in the beginning, I'm nine. Yeah. I didn't know, yeah. but that's the gift of, I say, parents and others who can feed into us, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. encouraging that. Yeah. And so I always ask people, what was your nine-year-old dreams? And people were kind of taken aback by, what do you mean my nine-year-old? Yeah. What was your nine-year-old dreams? Because the almighty was probably telling you part of what your purpose yeah. is all about. Yeah, that's so special. And for all the folks who are watching and listening, uh, look, guys, you may not have somebody around you that can nurture you. Maybe they don't. They mo- maybe they intend to. They don't know how. You know, maybe they're no longer here for you. Maybe you're 49 or 59, and you're not nine years old. But you go back to that nine-year-old little kid and, and open up that thinking of possibility. And that's why I want you all to get in contact with Dr. Audrey, get her program definitely, and get the training. Dot shop. Her number is down in the feed as well. We're getting it out to your information because she can be the coach, the, the person that, that cheers you on, that will nurture you to take that seed that you are with all that possibility. And people hate this part, Dr. Money, because when you're a seed, seed got to grow in this environment. You got to plant it. Yes. You got to cover it up. And then we don't want to be planted because that's the tough stuff. So can you talk about, we got about two or three minutes left, but talk about adversity 
and then close out by just telling us how we can get your program, what you're going to get to, and how excited you'd be to work with them because I know your stuff. So just going to talk about uh, that seed and that dirt. Uh, how do we overcome challenges, adversity? What's stopping us? Well, absolutely. And so there's, it's so important for you to have mentors. You know, mm-hmm. I and, and you can learn. And sometimes you have formal and you have informal mentors. You know, one of the books that really resonated with me very early in my career was I got to read uh, the book by uh, the late uh, Reginald uh, uh, Reginald Lewis. And he was talking oh. about uh, why should white, white guys man. have all the fun? And I remember reading that book on mm-hmm. a flight. Yeah. And I felt like I found myself because this man was talking about the kind of deals that were just meaty and interesting. And I was like, yes, how do I get, I want to do that. How do do I get to do that? I think I'll be a beast if I can get there. Right. And it's so interesting because when I look at just along the journey, other folks, you know, I've watched your work. I know the work that you've done and, even at this stage of saying, hey, I'm coming back to the forefront and coming back out on the stage. I had a public platform and stage. Mm-hmm. I took myself out when my mother passed. I felt like I was a bit of a wounded soldier. So that adversity for me, it took a lot. I had to go to mentors. Mm-hmm. I had to have a safe place where I could admit that I felt mm-hmm. hurt. I was hurt in a way that I didn't even know how to describe and how to overcome. And so that's why you build a network because you need, we all are going to have something that we need to overcome. So you need to have those relationships of someone who has been there. I'll tell you, I have failed in business. Mm -hmm. If I had not failed in business, I would not have the tools to one overcome failing in business. And -hmm. number two, to realize when a business idea it's just not right for the particular time. You know, you start something and you, it's just not right. It's not right. And you, you, you're in it. So you have to have the courage to recognize those things. And oftentimes it's that network of who can you go to yeah. and have them so into you. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that, because it's, it's a different conversation. And that was one of the things that I learned. So yes. the training is available with, Get the training dot shop. That's where the nine piece to profit is. And so, you know, go there, um, stay connected to Dr. Dentley. That's where I'm going to be hanging out, you know, and I'm going to be part of the team that's continuing to get great content out. And, you know, I love I meant to tell you that I love the nonprofit and the aim with the idea behind already, already being ready for an opportunity and that kind of messaging, you know, messaging sets an intention. Yes. Yes. Amen. And that starts the process. Right. And so I think this is another opportunity to set that intention and start the process. Yeah. Well, we want to thank you, Dr. Stephanie Audrey, AKA Dr. Money. You got, you heard it, you know, go right away, go now, don't procrastinate, do it right now. It's the beginning of, the, of a new year and a new life. Uh, go to www.getthetraining.shop. You can get a number there as well. Get some coaching. Everyone needs a coach and we all need one another, not because you're weak, because you want to remain strong. So this is going to conclude uh, this James Dentley show for this Friday, guys. I look forward to seeing you next week. And just don't ever forget, we don't think outside of the box because in our world, there is no box.
Thank you for listening to The James Dentley Show. Be sure to join James for another inspiring show next Friday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you here next week.